0: to the frock flicks podcast uh episode two i'm tristan l bass your host for this podcast this evening and i'm here with sarah lorraine and kendra van cleve and uh before we jump into this month's topic i'd like to do a little housekeeping first off i want to thank uh thomas dowry my dear husband who composed our theme music for the start and end of this podcast and um as a little thank you, I'd like to uh, have a, mention our sponsor for the evening, uh, TNT's Real Travels, who also has a video podcast, which you can check out at ttrealtravels.com. Uh, now that that's over, uh, our, our movie for this month is Elizabeth from 1998, starring Kate Blanchett, and uh, this is kind of in honor of the opening uh, yesterday of Elizabeth: The Golden Age which we may address in a future podcast. But we thought we'd start out with the first movie that this was, uh, that's a sequel to. And um, before we start talking about the movie itself, Sarah is going to give us some background information on the director and the costume designer and kind of what they thought about when they were going into it.
1: Well, the director is Shaker Kapoor, who is an Indian-born um, director. And actually, this was his first major film. Uh, Western European released movie. Um, he was mainly known earlier for uh, a very controversial film. And this kind of was the logical, in his sense, and in his own thinking, um, sequel to the, the previous film that uh, he focused on Elizabeth I of England. And um, basically, His whole take on it, (laughs) and I have to say that coming into watching this film again, I haven't seen it in several years. And uh, when it initially came out, I was very anti this movie uh, because it played fast and loose with the history. And, you know, it sort of, I guess, cafeteria style kind of picked up whatever it really wanted to and and ran with it and invented storylines that never existed. Um, and that was very offensive to me once upon a time however recently i've kind of come around to it and seen kind of well this is this is sort of someone's vision of the you know 16th century in a uh, a retelling of the story that it's more interesting to probably modern people um Kendra's sister being one of those people yes. <laughs> my sister is just our permanent sort of every woman right yeah. yes yes every woman Kendra's sister um so his whole pur- purpose was not to retell the, um, quote-unquote, boring story of Elizabeth I, which is utterly laughable. Um, anyone who has actually ever heard anything of Elizabeth I knows that it's an incredibly fascinating story, And uh, but he, I guess, really wanted to focus on sort of the key aspects of the beginning, first five years of her reign, um, and crams a lot of intrigue and a lot of rebellion and a lot of just crazy stuff that you know, makes for really good cinema, but really isn't um, at all historically accurate. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Although we may say more about it later on. <laughs> I know. I've got to really rein myself in because I just... There's a tendency for me to want to just kind of pontificate on the whole non-historical accuracy of it, but... Yeah, pontificate. Uh, <laughs> that said, though, with a more mature Sarah Lorraine looking at the movie than, you know, 10 years ago, I I actually... Appreciate it now on a whole new level that I didn't at the time. Um, I think it's an incredibly beautiful movie, and a lot of that is due to Alexandra Byrne, who was the costume designer and who we are primarily concerned with. Um, her costumes are just striking. They're very lush, and they're very light, and they're very beautiful. Um, they're not, again, historically accurate. Uh, there's a great quote that I have here um, from uh alexandra byrne saying that um Sheikhar kapoor specifically said that he did not want the v and a version of, um, of elizabeth referring to the london uh, victorian albert museum and this seems to be a kind of a theme in all the research that i've done on the movie is this idea that uh you know kapoor really just didn't care so much about history in fact i seem to remember that there was some kind of uh, an urban legend anyway that he he ripped Patterns of fashion out of Alexander Byrne's hands and threw it down and lit it on fire or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's, it's funny because that sounds uh-huh. like Sophia Coppola's quote about Marianne. It's true. I don't yeah. want a, a, this masterpiece theater right, version. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, and then she says here that uh, she didn't want heavy, draggy clothes, um, she wanted them to feel like air filled sculptures that move. Um, mm-hmm. So she was really referring there in the, in the quote that I'm reading to the wafting fabrics and Renaissance colors and the open-work embroidered white shirt that turns Joseph Fiennes as Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester, into an Elizabethan stud, which I have to say he's not. <laughs>
0: okay, we'll get back to that. Yeah, okay, we'll just have to get back to
1: that. Um, well, I think of all the costumes in the movie, though, to, to bring this back to the costuming point, um, Dudley's did not work for me. I'm sure we will get into that as well. Um, another quote Alexander Byrne had of the costumes in this movie... Um, was that she wanted the aura of danger to become literal through the clothing. Um, and also, she it's worked in into the script uh, with the poison dress, um, the clothes uh, being removed of a woman who's doomed um, in a moment of recklessness. I think they're referring there to, uh, what's her name? The little, uh, uh, I can't think of who it is Isabel Nolis, who would have been
2: Lettuce Nolis, <laughs> but Nolies, they renamed. Because yes. Who wants to be named Lettuce? <laughs>
1: exactly. Um and let's see. she also actually she's noted for being the uh, the costumer for Branna's Hamlet. Um, she hasn't done a lot of uh, a lot of movies. That's the one thing that, that keeps coming up too in a lot of these articles is that at the time that she did Elizabeth, I think she had about six movies under her belt, and I don't think she's done a heck of a lot since. Um, but I think she's a very competent um, costumer, especially in the sense that she is really able to make a, an evocative statement um, out of the clothing
0: uh, of the characters on the screen. Um, I think that's kind of interesting, too, uh-huh. that um, the director used a lot of people, uh-huh. or at least in the key roles, like uh-huh. Kate Blanchett hadn't done a lot of movies either. Right. And this yeah. was kind of his first big Hollywood uh-huh. or Western movie. Yeah. Um, you know, so it kind of goes along. Yeah, it's a that. very
1: it's a very new... In fact, this is the thing that I... I it struck me, actually, um, just to, to reference the uh, Golden Age. Um, when I saw the previews for the Golden Age, uh, I, I realized it turned something on in my brain that had been blocked for so many years with um, this particular movie with Elizabeth, was that I think Sh- uh, Shaker Kapoor was really trying to bring this grandeur to the screen, and I was just simply... Really focusing on the nitty gritty details. Mm-hmm. And I was getting so hung up in that and that I didn't notice that the sweeping, soaring, just majesty of this whole movie, the opulence and the, the intrigue and everything was was really what was, you know, moving the story. And I was sitting there saying, oh, but they didn't do this and didn't do that. <laughs> Those clothes are completely inaccurate. So uh, finally being able to divorce that and turn off that little voice in my brain and watching this movie for the first time in several years, I actually, it really made sense to me now on a designer level. Um, and I've come to respect that. Uh, she also says here that, um, specifically referencing, and we have a lot of ambient noise coming in right now, um, <laughs> Uh, specifically referencing the Golden Age, this is actually a really interesting quote um, because these movie, uh, the, the costumes in this um, movie also sort of have the same evocative feel to it, uh, is that she wanted something that looked like the Balenciaga, the Valentina, the Christian Lacroix, but of the period. <laughs> <laughs> Although having just seen Golden Age, yeah. I think that
0: much more does apply to Golden Age than it Okay does still well. To.
1: still. Anyways. And that's really all
0: I have to say about that. Well, that's kind of appropriate because <laughs> mm-hmm. certainly Elizabeth was wearing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the high fashion designers of her era. Right. And so that makes sense. I mean, she's, she was trying for, you know, fashion as mm-hmm. theater. Right. And that's what haute couture is today. It's theater, mm-hmm. fashion as theater.
1: And that's something, too, that I think we
0: were all kind of looking at these
1: costumes as they were coming across the screen. And... I know I was thinking, well, if I saw that on the runway, that would make total sense. But, you know, having yeah. not, uh, you know, trying to, to wedge it onto the character of Queen Elizabeth, I was having a lot of trouble with that. Right. Um, I still do kind of struggle with it. Um, it's interesting, though, because there's another quote um, from these uh, one of these interviews uh, that he uh, Kapoor really wanted the spirit of the historical look and not the actuality of that because the actuality can be quite boring, take a little issue with that but you know (laughs) so so yeah i mean i i it's a film that really kind of makes me feel two different things at once and and so i'm having kind of an interesting time sort of grappling with that however i would like to say that i appreciate it now a lot more (laughs) at 30 years old than
0: i did when i was 20 so all right, well, we've, so we've got a little background mm-hmm. on kind of what was going into um, the costume designer's mm-hmm. mind, definitely, and the director. I, I also heard a, an interview with um, Kapoor this morning t- on NPR talking about Golden Age, oh, really? but it, um, it applies as well, I think, to Elizabeth, uh, the first movie. Uh, he was talking about how um, he wasn't so much... He wasn't making he was interested in making historical movies, but he he wanted to use these historical figures um, as part of mythology, and that part really came to him from the Indian tradition, where um, even a simple story, and of course, if you watched any Bollywood films, you know you can see this: a simple story can be blown up into these grand mythic proportions. Mm-hmm. And in order to make his first, or in order to make really big Western films. It's like he felt he needed to take some character that people could understand or could see in a big, grandiose way. Um, you know, Western audiences. And, and I, when he was saying this, I kind of got the, I got, I kind of understood it because a Western audience isn't going to immediately grasp taking, you know, Jane Schmo mm-hmm. <laughs> and putting her in a grand sweeping epic. We're not used to that in the U.S. and in England. Mm-hmm. India is totally used to that. I mean, I've, I actually saw a a Bollywood movie in India and the audience is there just going nuts. Oh my God. They're just insane. (laughs) You know, talking back to the theater, it's like going to Rocky horror, except this is just a random movie about a guy and a girl, they fall in love, things happen. You know, they, they, uh, somebody interferes with their, their destined love. And you know, it's this crazy story, but they're just kind of, average people that stuff happens to on this grand, huge, epic
1: If you take screen. the essence of Elizabeth and you apply it to that,
0: you know, it makes yeah. sense
1: in that Indian mindset that yeah. it's that same sort of yeah, and, formula. And he
0: was saying that, you know, mm-hmm. he, he wanted to see this, you know, we think, he, he was saying, you know, Indians, we think of, of uh, stories as myth, uh, man and a woman fall in love, that's myth, that's mythic. And and some other because he was talking about how the critics are calling Golden Age you know melodrama. He says, well, no, we, we see these things as mythic, and and so I wanted to bring this mythic sense to film, in in the West, and so I can kind of see how, well, okay, if you want to do that, well, what's the best place to do that in Western film? It's to set it in a historical setting and take a historical character, that is already kind of grandiose. I mean, everybody you know you think of a king or a queen, um, those kind of characters, they are grandiose and mythic and so he can do that kind of big sweeping epic um, at Golden Age I haven't seen it yet but it's Mm -hmm. probably more sweeping but Elizabeth I the first movie still has that grandeur, that sense of you know, this big huge things going on. Do
1: you really get the sense that he, you know, Kapur actually understands what he's doing with the character of Elizabeth? That's the thing that kind of struck me right now is that You know, in the same sense that we sort of culturally appropriate other, you know, cultural personages that aren't necessarily, you know, of of our Western European um, ilk. (laughs) And uh, and we kind of play, you know, fast and loose with them. I'm thinking kind of like Anna and the King. um, Mm -hmm. That... It inflames the other cultures. They right, get these, and right. they're like, "No, you just messed the story up." And so I'm kind of wondering now: is that you know? Here we've got this this yeah. Indian man yeah, who's got true. this completely different sensibility, and he's taking these characters that are mythic to him, but real to us in the sense yeah, of we had, you know, they come from our dancing history.
0: geishas or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Japanese
0: people would be like, ah, "How dare you!" Yeah.
2: yeah, it'd be interesting to see know how these films are received in
0: India. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah it is. Well, there yeah. they probably just say, "Oh."
2: Yeah, big epic story. I think the flip side that's hard for us, I think, as Mm -hmm. people who, those of us who are interested in history, is that we know so much about her. There's so much documentation. She's so well-researched, and she had such an amazingly interesting life. That I think the counter argument is, of course, for a lot of people, you don't need to mess with what actually happened because all the drama's right there. This is me
1: nodding furiously
2: right yeah. now. <laughs> yes. And and I have to say, I mean, you know, my feeling about the film, the the main essence for me is Kate Blanchett as Elizabeth just rocks mm. my socks mm. off. I think that she just inhabits that role so amazingly. I mean, first of all, she's an amazing actress. I love her look, the fact that she's handsome rather than pretty. I think that she just conveys so much of the majesty, but the conflict and all those kinds of things. Um, and so that's why I like the movie. There are a lot of quibbles that I have with it. But that thing right there, it sells me, I own a copy, done. However, I mean, I do also buy the counter-argument that you could make something very literal, um... I mean, not, I'm not saying day to day, but very literal out of her life. And it could have been equally sort of uh, full of grandeur and myth and, and scope
0: and symbolism and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what some directors are thinking about, and this is you know me thinking what other people are thinking, so like, what the hell does that mean? But um, is that that's been done in the masterpiece theater way. Right. You know, that is the masterpiece theater way to, you yes. know... Borrow other people's cliches, um, is that those are the ones that you know plod along and do the dutiful history and here. Although it doesn't have to plod, right? And it did not I have will say to, that, but, but yes, that, but that's that is of, the typical. That's the cliche. That's the mm-hmm. that's the stereotype of. Well, here we're going to show exactly what happened in 1493 on Tuesday in But you know, if you're going
2: to do the flip side, which <laughs> is go off on an autistic vision, like la- our last episode, Sophia Coppola's Marie Antoinette, then I have to say, how well did you execute that? I mean, with yeah. anything, to say, how well did you execute it? Definitely. And with Elizabeth, I don't know if I think Kapoor really executed his grand, symbolic, epic, whatever, well. And maybe, mm. maybe I'm just missing what it is he's going for, why he changes it. I would be interested to know, but but it's not clear to me.
0: Well, I guess. Well, I guess. I mean, you've already said that, to some extent that you know you found Elizabeth herself, as played by Kate Blanchett, truly compelling. And, yes. You know, I think that right there. Yeah. Is, is part of it. I mean, it's the story of a woman turning into this icon, you know, growing from mm-hmm. you know a free spirited princess to some extent, mm-hmm. um, and it, managing these challenges and, and coming into her reign, Um, I think I agree totally about Kate Blanchett. I mean, she is awesome. She is one of the best Elizabeths on screen, Um, certainly the best young Elizabeth, hands down. And he did a a brilliant job finding her and picking her for that role and putting her in that place and giving her that space to to become that. Um, So I think the best, uh, uh, example of her
2: brilliance is the wonderful scene where she's getting ready to address, um, mm-hmm. I guess it's Parliament, before yeah. they're going to do the vote on the religion thing, whatever. Okay, bear with me here. We're, we're having pink drinks. Um,
0: <laughs> and,
2: and she's practicing what she's going to say, and apparently that was just Kate Blanchett um, rehearsing, and they happen to catch it on film.
0: Well, and one thing in the uh, making of, uh, on the, the DVD, uh, one of the producers talks about how Kapoor works is that he's kind of, uh, he likes to create chaos, is what she said. Mm. And so it's kind of always kind of frantic on set. Mm. And he changes a lot of things and he does a lot of things. And so I'm kind of wondering if maybe, you know, that's how he caught that, is that he was just, you know, things were happening. He's got cameras going left and right. Hey, one camera happens to be catching Kate rehearsing. Awesome, you know, because he's he's created this space where these kind of things can happen. So, you know, props to him for as a director for for putting those things together and letting that happen in that kind of space. Um, I, I I think it, I think it really works as a movie. I have some problems. I have different problems than everyone. everyone here. I think has problems with the plot. We all have problems. We all have different problems though. Interestingly, with the plot. Um, should we go over some of the problems? Sure. Yes. Let's have some problems. Can I go first? Yes, go. I, have, I think I have the strangest problems. Tristan, I don't the like floor. the Scottish. Problem, yeah. because that's always my deal. Um, <laughs> the casting of uh, Marie de Guise was nice. Very uh, good actress, who have name of our... Fanny Yes, who was also in Ridicule, which is an interesting movie. Um, she was good for that act, because she was very strong, and, and Marie de Guise was actually a very strong and very capable regent for, for Scotland. Um, but... <laughs> She wasn't killed by. Walls she, wasn't ki- she wasn't I killed. Sorry, I can hear. There's Walls. no spoilers I mean, on this. Yeah, no. One, right? yeah. Okay. You've seen the movie. It's okay. it's yeah. been Hopefully done. Hopefully, I've yeah. watched um, this. She wasn't. What the fuck, man? I mean, oh, come no. on. <laughs> what the hell's all that? Yeah. And and the Duke of Anjou hanging out with her and kissing her. and oh, No, what's no. what's all this stuff? what? Yeah. This is me shrugging my hands, going, "What the." fuck?
2: Um... I think on that same note, not to cut you off, but on that same note is the whole Dudley being involved in some giant... Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Plot, whatever. Okay,
0: so uh, somebody else, uh, what's what's some plot annoyances? Oh, God, where do I start? (laughs) Pick one. (laughs) Um...
1: Let me think here. Actually, Kendra, why don't you go ahead? For me,
2: I think it's, it's, I can see that oh, it's the Dudley being involved in this big plotting. It's the whole Dudley
0: factor,
2: period. Okay. Let's <laughs> yeah, just okay. come right you out know, and oh, say, fine. go Joseph
0: fine Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> oh my That's God. That's just them. I don't know what their problem is. Namby <laughs> Pamby, yes. little scrawny, scrawny, scrawny oh doesn't so. fill oh. out his clothes. Well,
2: I can't, and speaking of design, I mean, there's, yes. there's, we'll come back to the costumes on him, but the costumes on him, not flattering. No. He looks scrawny. No. He. No. Wore whines through most of the movie. He mopes through most of the movie. I'd kick him out of my
0: bed too. Now Christopher <laughs> Eccleston, come hot. on, come on now. <laughs> okay, now I agree, Christopher Eccleston, who is not hot as as Doctor Who. Yes, uh, he, I is. No, I I disagree. he's not. He's I not. Disagree. Tenet, totally. Okay. So much well, yes. Yes. Well, Tony um, is cute. Uh, anyway. Okay. And
2: as Casanova. <laughs> Woo hoo! Okay. Anyway, but so with Dudley, but, no. Yeah. Okay. With Dudley, I get that obviously uh, they wanted to have a big climax yes. in denouement, and they wanted to have a reason. You know, or they wanted to have some big tension between the two of them. Mm. But it just, it, not only was it historically ludicrous, but it also, like, and the fact, for example, that she didn't know he was married when yes. she was at his wedding. Yeah, historically. No yeah. Um, but
0: also, then it only I can let him. they've done that in other Elizabeth movies. It only let him
2: stand things. around and whine. And it yeah. didn't actually give him his role in the beginning of the movie. I mean, he kind of has a role. He has things to do. And then suddenly it's like he doesn't have things to do. And there there's suddenly these random scenes tacked in with him whining. And, yeah. Doesn't mm. work. No. No. Yeah. no.
1: Was, yeah. yeah, I think all of my issues really... really cool. Sort of can yell around. To oh,
0: but what about <laughs> the Duke d'Anjou?
1: Anjou? Yeah, the Duke d'Anjou, I liked his character. He was entertaining. <laughs> I, I think yeah. he was probably the best comedic relief. Yeah, in that's all I, he
0: was thrown in there
1: for. I think he was. Yeah, and that was the thing. I mean, yeah. obviously the Duke d'Anjou was not you know prancing around in women's dresses. At least not that Elizabeth was able to see. Um, I liked the the big key. Yeah, it <laughs> was well, all about the big key. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah that. That for me actually was less of an annoyance, and I'm really I'm really trying to pinpoint my my major issues here, and I really do think it was it was a lot of it was the the story between Elizabeth and Dudley. And what, it,
0: was it them doing the deed? No, 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 no. no. Okay.
1: Actually, the doing the deed thing to me was, you know, you can't prove that they didn't. You can't. They prove probably that didn't. They, they probably didn't. You but know, you, you can't prove it. You can't. And prove a it. modern
2: audience wants
1: shagging. Yes.
2: And, and, know, get some and, and they don't actually show penetration. I mean, maybe yeah. they were just doing everything but, which I bet, actually, I think yeah. Elizabeth probably did do everything
1: yeah. but. She, she may have been of...
0: just a technical virgin. Yes. Yes. She I, hope, I hope go she,
1: I hope she was. Her. Yeah, and yes. you know, okay, but then we're also thinking, like, you know, referencing the first podcast where we were all kind of hoping that, uh, you know, Marie Antoinette had it with um, What's-His-Face. First yeah, yeah, Count Farisad. That, you know, well, you could kind of hope for Elizabeth's sake that, you know, I know, she But see, did. Joseph
2: Fiennes irritated me <laughs> yes, enough that okay. I would have
1: way rather she had sex
2: <laughs>
0: okay, with well, Clive
1: Owen.
0: Or Jeremy Irons, um, to go to another Elizabeth movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you can't... Mm-hmm. Prove that she did or she didn't, and they, you know, this movie. Did she? Didn't she? you know? Um, the writer on the the making of featurette was was saying that it was um, he was most inspired by this poem by uh, Wyatt, who which I can't find the poem. I'm sorry. I looked. I looked at all my books. Um, where it's you know, my lady doth love me. She has my heart. I have hers. Yada yada. It's what um, they're saying on the barge floating down and with the mask and all that, and. He, he decided, he, and he fully admitted, yeah, there's no proof that she did or she didn't. But, you know, she made sure his rooms were next to his hers and she they were always together and they had all these little lover spats and they had this whole huge relationship. So, okay, for the sake of, you know, the story here, we're going to say they did. Right, and, and for again, gonna a modern audience it. is going to want that. Yeah, I mean, just literally for the sake of the story so that we have something to kind of wrap the story around, okay, they've had an affair and she has to have something to give up towards the end. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it works. I mean I'll I'll take it. If you
1: just if you just take the plot, you know, and you pretend that Elizabeth and Lester and, you know, Walsingham, everyone or just you know these made up characters. Random people. It's yeah. a great <laughs> plot. Yeah. It's full of all kinds of awesome. But,
2: you know. uh, there's some things that irritate me, but mostly it's Joseph so
1: Okay. Okay. You, you, I know. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'm not even Joseph Fiennes. You're just irritating. All hung up on it. Yeah. He's Sorry. just irrit. No, I'm hung up on it too. You're, I have to say no, so, 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 you. Oh, you, me. Collectively. Oh, you. us. You. Well, yeah. well, let's segue I. into no. the costumes through that by talking about
2: specifically Dudley's costumes, and then of course we'll go on to others. But Dudley, it's very interesting because we were analyzing Sarah and I what was bugging us so much about his costume. Well, first off, it was sort of all the unbuttoned doublets yeah, and all yeah. those kinds of things. But also... And his
1: barren chest. His barren really chest. It's weird. His, <laughs> his
2: shoulders. He, he needed bulking up in his shoulders because they didn't um, balance his giant... Okay, what do you call those pants? I'm not into men's costuming.
1: Slops. Slops. Okay. Well, call call I don't, don't
2: want to call them Venetians and have no, them be slops. No, Venetians and... are kind
0: of like the little things. They're the little, things. Yeah, they're okay, close-cut ones. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> the big poofy pain <laughs> slops. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he has... The pumpkin pants. Yes,
2: but, he but has, they don't balance. They it doesn't balance out but, on him. For example, on Christopher Eccleston, he's got the broad shoulders. Plus, he's wearing that little bolero yeah, looking yeah. thing. That I really mean, they're wearing the same
0: pants. It's more um, that the type of doublet that mm-hmm. they're wearing. Um, Christopher Eccleston as as Norfolk is wearing. Uh, a longer doublet. I'm, I'm, why am I gesturing? You're listening to this. Um, yeah, just ignore me. Well, you are, because you're Maybe on- Maybe one audio. day we'll do a video podcast. There you go. Let's, oh god, and you know, I have the tech- Anyway, no. Okay, so anyway, so Norfolk is wearing a longer doublet, which, um, it adds a little bit more bulk around the waist, so you don't get this sharp, you know, straight, and then poof, with the pants. Um, and he also, on the top, has has more uh, shoulder treatment, right. and there's this little flappy bits, that's yeah. a technical term, <laughs> with, uh, flappy bits <laughs> yes. around the shoulders, <laughs> yes. uh, that's almost kind of <laughs> reminiscent of the armor, which has the, the mm-hmm. flappy bits. Um, but we were actually all agreeing that there's a sp- lot more stuff going on in Eccleston's doublet, which balances yes. out the same pants. They're both wearing the same okay. pants. So but we were
2: actually agreeing that most of the other men we thought were dressed very right. well. Right. Oh yeah. But now I don't know if we should we should quickly transition into the women's costumes because I think we all have a whole lot more to say about those.
0: Um anything more about uh, the men it was, the men really I really are, actually was really impressed with
1: the, the men's, men's costumes yeah. in the movie I thought that for the by and large they did a really good job A few more um, hats would have been good on yes. on Eccleston as Norfolk and
0: Yeah Dudley. he almost he, he only a couple times... And he wore... Actually, he wore some stupid hats. Oh, Dudleys were way well, stupider. Epistone wore some stupid hats. Okay, but Dudleys... Were I, way I, I, actually, I, I don't looking. think he looks good in hats. <laughs> okay. Maybe, that's, Maybe it. that's it. Maybe that's well, it. it's
1: yeah. the ears. It's interesting to note that in this movie, it's the men who aren't wearing the hats and who are wearing the funky outfits. And, you know, usually in, in period movies, it's the women who get put in some really crazy stuff with yeah. the really odd hats. Yeah. And, you know, it just looks completely But weird. the older
0: men all had... Were all oh, yeah. Yeah, older men were all wearing hats. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. almost all the time as yeah. far as I remember. And... I really
1: I really, really dug Eccleston's um quilted doublet. I was mm. checking that thing out. the yeah, chocolate, satin, or satin, satin, oh. satin quilted. I mean, okay, maybe not historically accurate. Probably not historically accurate, but, but pretty, pretty. Really. We'll take and then, pretty, you know. And Kendra was making the point that this movie is just about the pretties. So. Really, <laughs> yes, there's it's, some really lush it's stuff. It's really, really pretty. Yeah. And yeah. even
0: stuff like on Walsingham's velvet is beautiful yeah. cut cutwork velvet. I think, or mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell really, but it's beautiful patterning right. on it, and it was just really gave some nice depth and texture to it. Mm-hmm. And he's a He's not a peacock or anything. He's just an old guy who's a, you know, he's a sign master us. dude. And he's mostly kind of standing yeah. in the background, but you get the, the, the light will catch him and he'll, his shoulder will have all this beautiful detail on it. And like, whoa. It just yeah. adds this extra layer into the film, which, I mean, that's that's to me the sign of a, a really well made, well costumed film is when you get those layers, even in the background, even in the mm-hmm. shadows. I
1: will say that I think Alexander Byrne really did make. Um, a very good layered look and uh-huh. you know very it, it was complex it wasn't mm-hmm. just here's a dress yeah i think shakespeare yeah. in love was a lot like that for me it was like it's uh-huh. a one layer dress it's made to look like it's got five layers on it you know yeah. in this movie i really felt that yeah they were wearing pretty yeah. much everything that was supposed to be worn yeah. and
0: one thing one more thing with the men they oh. all had purses yeah, man yeah. bags. Nice little yeah. man, little bags. man <laughs> And historically accurate man bags. I've done a, a class on purses. Oh, it sounds and so And they dirty. all <laughs> have nice, really nice man bags. And a top. lot of really nice legs and some nice Yes, clothes. some really and nice And a variety of, of, of lengths of, of yes. pants on the They man. were hot I pants. I like the French cut. The little, like, like yeah. slops. The so little hot some, pants. Yeah, hot yeah pants. nice. They were with some good leg in it. I think
1: we actually need to time out and do our shout out. Oh, oh! Yes. I must say, Cheers. okay, good. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is actually, I think, I'm, I'm Sarah is dedicating this uh, podcast to my dear friend Jen Thompson, who is about to have her first kid any second now. Who will come out wearing sloth? Absolutely, of yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously,
0: perfectly <laughs> dressed and beautiful. Yes,
1: and uh, and because Jen uh, listened to the first podcast and liked it so much. Um, we are actually doing this in honor of her. We are drinking pink drinks right now in action. From the so start. From the start, we actually got drinking before we started. There we go. Proof. <laughs> Jen, this one's for you. Just think, in a few days, you can have one, too. <laughs> well, not until she's finished nursing. Oh,
0: damn. <laughs> okay, Sorry yep. about that. Sorry. We'll do another one when okay. we There you go. But, yeah, so <laughs> Back um, men's costuming. Pretty much, you know, yeah. a, a, you know... Pretty, pretty darn
2: good. Pretty darn relatively accurate yeah. and, and pretty hot on all of them except hot, Dudley. Hot,
0: Dud- hot. Dudley. Dudley, Dudley, Dudley. <laughs> That's what I'm calling. You from know, now usually
1: on. Dudley is Dudley, but now we just say Dudley is a Dud. Yeah, not Whatever. like not not digging that. All I mean, right. yeah, okay, I just I just want to say they could have cast Fines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they could have cast so many. <laughs> no, no, they could have put Fines in there. And I want to know was it just because you know she was in Oscar and Lucinda with him, and they're like, oh God, we can't pair them up anymore. It would just look weird because you know he would have been. He oh, would have been fabulous. He would have been hot. Yeah. He Anyways. let get over the...
0: Okay, the, the... let it go. Moving yeah. oh on. Right. Yeah. I'm letting it Let's go. Let's talk about the girls. Okay, the girls. Uh,
2: what about the girls? Well, I think it's very interesting because there's, there's like, I would say kind of three genres of costume that I see. And the first genre is on Queen Mary, the sister, mm-hmm. and her attendance and the kind of people you see very early on around her, which is very, um, I would say, relatively historically accurate. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I really liked the the cuts and the fabrics and that sort of thing. Um, Sarah can correct me because she knows a whole lot more about this era than I do. Then the second genre, I would say, is on all of the sort of um, people around Elizabeth, ladies-in-waiting and all of that. And that I found very pretty and very Florentine-influenced. Not 100% accurate, of course, at all. Um, I mean, obviously, built on a cone foundation and a big skirt and those kinds of elements, it's not like they're running around in unitards but um didn't look very Elizabethan but very pretty. And then you've got Kate Blanchett as Elizabeth, and she's kind of in her doing her own thing and they're very the star, um, sort of the most liberties, the most kind of artistic things going on with those clothes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the the decision to really make the um Florentine look, I think is just because it's more accessible to the modern eye. I think we look at it and we don't mm-hmm. go that's funky. You know, we think more like, oh, that's a sexy dress on those sexy ladies in waiting." Well,
2: yeah, it's you interesting know. to think because the, the, the Elizabethan look is so much more kind of stiff and, mm-hmm. and closed up yeah. and heavily encrusted. Mm-hmm. And it would be definitely a different look than all the sort of silk taffetas that you see, much lighter look
1: than the open necklines. Yes. Right. Yeah, the very, right, sort of thing. you know, hair up, unadorned, or not mm-hmm. unadorned, but, you know, but, no headgear yeah, on, you know, yeah. the, the hair. Well, somewhere. and
0: the, the costume designer mm-hmm. said she was going for a lighter exactly, look. So yeah. that, that kind of makes sense that she would mm-hmm. go for this Florentine kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that this is focusing on earlier in Elizabeth's reign and trying to emphasize that she's younger and she's a right. young woman yes, and, yeah. and she's, you know, conflicted and she's going through all these very all this stuff, so it's going, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's a younger look because it's that open, more accessible, right. uh, I mean, it is, it just kind of, visually it seems younger to me, mm-hmm. it's kind of, kind of like how we talked about in Marie Antoinette, how, you know, she was using the little, very light colors and the pastels mm-hmm. and the, and the, the brights and things going for that young look mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I can see how the the choice you know makes sense for the for the movie, um, and it, it's also a huge contrast between between those early uh, images with um, Mary the first Queen Mary, right. yes, where it's in very t-
1: dark and heavy and
0: velvets
2: closed, and uh, oppressive yes. and everything, yeah. blends yes. into the dark yes. you know, to the suddenly the freshness. light <laughs> yeah. freshness of Elizabeth coming yeah. in, the breath of freshness, right? Yeah, freshness. And now, obviously, you yeah. know Elizabeth's costumes. I have to say, and it's interesting because I just saw Golden Age last night, and the other two haven't, so I'm not going to really get into it, <laughs> except to say they're definitely doing different things in the two movies, and we'll talk about Golden Age another time. But I, in this, um, although the dresses were not historically accurate on Kate Blanchett as Elizabeth, I thought a lot of them were gorgeous. I they thought were they really were pretty, really yeah. pretty. Um, and I would say the most accurate being the coronation gown, the yellow oh, coronation yeah. <laughs> gown and the robe and all of yeah. that. I mean, when she's in... On the throne with the the right. cape on and everything. I mean, she looks like the portrait, which was pretty right. amazing. Mm-hmm. The rest of them definitely sort of variations, mm-hmm. definite variations. Right. But um, I actually thought they were really, really pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I know at some point I'm going to have to address this because it's been rehashed so many times over the years. But uh, the the look of the panniers underneath the uh, the skirts. To me now, they don't look quite panier. They're not panniers. they are. This, <laughs> I, I never got that look. Never, it I, looks like I a big
2: either. bum roll that's a little bigger on the sides. I than think it what should it is. Yeah. I really,
1: I think, I think it's actually something that hangs down a lot further down on the butt, um, kind of like a, a pad yeah, that actually like comes down knee length. Maybe. Yeah, maybe knee length, but you know, maybe definitely covers the. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's
2: definitely it's about um, a foot, It looks like it's about a foot yeah, thick. Yeah,
1: and and it's not so much on the. You know, we were talking about some very skinny actresses here, and so I think in it, mm-hmm. it, watching the skirts, I did make a point of actually watching the skirts to re- see if I could remember. You know, I, I know my visceral reaction to it in 1998 was, oh my god, they put panties under those skirts. That is so historically inaccurate
0: and uh, and tristan now tristan
1: and i are making these like confused uh, faces yeah, i, and shaking I our so heads.
0: never got that never
1: you got know that. you know it, was, you gotta, it like
2: big bum rolls to me that are yeah. a little too wide on the side
1: okay well i'm just saying yeah, i wanted yes. to address that for the people who remember these big huge yes. arguments on h costume <laughs> and whatnot <laughs> right. back yeah. in the day that you know that this is that, to me okay the the, the foundation garments Maybe not 100%, but, you know, nothing else really in the movie was. Although there was so,
2: the like, one shot of her in her corset, and you thought that that looked very much like the Dorothea. The Munich,
1: yeah, the the Dorothea von Sabine, bo- 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 yes. the Munich bodies the other, yes. corset. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is a, a, a period, an extant
2: yeah. surviving period. It's one
1: of the two that we have of the 16th century, right. yeah. and, uh, and it was very much based on that. And it was interesting because, you know, we flip flop back to the Golden Age, um, uh, there's a, a still of Kate Blanchett wearing a very effigy corset,
2: which is the the corset style. that was put on Queen Elizabeth the first effigy, mm-hmm. and you actually see it on film too. Yeah. And yeah. I looked, and I'm watching the film, and oh my god, it's the effigy corset. <laughs> Woohoo, corsets. Yay. Yeah. Um, okay. But so now dresses.
1: Dresses. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just gonna say flat out. I I remember back, you know, ten years ago, my favorite dress in the movie was the the red. Velvet uh, crisis of conscience dress we've decided to call it <laughs> um you know, right after the first battle with Mary of Guise, and she you know sends the poor little wounded English boy back to the court, covered in blood or whatever yeah. it was and, blood and, <laughs> <blood> <laughs> and alcohol death. is kind of hitting me right yeah. now um and then and then you see elizabeth having her big kind of you know weeping in front of the the portrait of henry the eighth can and, i do this yes and uh but this gown it's always it's always shot from above and you just see this sweeping train and she's swishing it all how around how many freaking and
0: yards of fabric oh, or in who cares it's like my a <laughs> it's a
1: brocade on the outside with like velvet yeah. on the reverse and um, it's got this huge collar. is it, fer- it, is yeah, it it, was, it
0: looked. I think it's velvet. velvet. I thought that,
1: velvet. well, I thought the turn back on the collar was taffeta, but it might be, uh, I might be confusing that with one of the many other red gowns that yes. we're there's, there's like at least three,
0: <laughs> if not four, <laughs> red red or reddish uh, gowns. Yeah. Yes, but
1: this one's a brocade one, yeah. and right. yeah, it has the big, huge collar on it, and it's yeah. gorgeous. Look for the symbolic portrait of Henry VIII. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and I just thought that the amount of yardage they used in it, was this also one of the ones that had the reverse um, on furrow pleating. Oh, in the back, yeah, because yes. she wears
0: it when she, she jumps on a horse afterwards mm-hmm. and puts on a little gold and collar. And I should. I should oh, give yeah. a
1: definition here for people who may not know what enferro is. It's an 18th century um, term for, uh, you know, type of um, stitched down pleats in the back of a, a polonaise or a oh. rubbed angles or something like that. Where... Anglaise. Anglaise, excuse yes. That's me. That's okay. Um, and basically, I mean, this is different. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not the same look,
2: but basically, right. you've got a couple of pleats that mm-hmm. um, are stitched down in the bodice but then released in
0: the skirt so the fullness. Yeah. And out. it was a it's reverse. Really pretty. It was
1: reversed. It was like it was wider at the bottom and it went up to the top.
0: And, oh, yeah, kind of know. in a triangle. Yeah, you it was can, a very you can interesting. See because the fabric, mm-hmm. um, the light hits the fabric differently. Yeah. And so if you're looking for the scene, when she, it's after she's ridden the horse and she's coming back and mm-hmm. she's talking, she's about to oh, talk. Oh, that's right. To... She also
1: bitches out Dudley
0: in that. Yeah, track. this it's is right big... before <laughs> she bitches out Dudley. So she's off the horse uh, and she turns the back a couple of times and, you can, and the, the light hits it, hits the back of her gown, and you can see the fabric. Um, I guess mm-hmm. they used it facing one way and, and facing another way in the center part where these pleats are stitched down. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you can really see it.
2: Oh, but we should, of course, say that this is this on for o thing we're talking about mm-hmm. is an 18th century style, not a 16th century style. That. So right, that, yeah. that would be important to note. Right. right. But it's really beautiful. It's really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, and I think for me, that dress was just always kind of in- emblematic in my mind of the movie. And, and I... I still, I fixated on it. And, and, you know, in a lot of ways, I actually do want to recreate it. So, um, anyway, that was my favorite. Uh, anyone
0: else? Um, my favorite dress that I keep coming back to is the, the black and silver uh, gown. Uh, she's wearing it at the feast right before she goes and, uh, discovers the Duke d'Anjou is, uh, dressing up a woman's clothing, and then she dances a volta with, um, uh, what's-his-face that everybody hates. And she has the great line, I will have the have one mistress here and no didn't. master. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. The, the gown is so amazing because it's, it's it's a black bodice and a black skirt, and the sleeves and the forepart are in a... Black
1: work. It's,
0: uh, it's a beautiful black work, heavily black worked on wa- white. On white. Mm-hmm. And what, it looks like silk taffeta. You, what These I love gorgeous. about it is yeah. that beautiful. It's, it's a great
2: contrast, yes. for one and it's interesting because that's happens um She's been in much yeah. uh, more richer colors, and that's yeah. A, that's, it's really the a change. Theme, well, I think that's the only blackout. But I think, but that signals yeah. a change. I would say in the costume well, from there on out. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, really? Don't okay. you think?
2: Because then later you've got the gray thing. dress. So you've got some <laughs> other things. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, but no, but no, that's a good point. I do that's, think because up till then really you've seen her see, in yeah. blue
0: and red and those yeah. kinds. Then suddenly she's in black and white. Yeah. And and plus, and I get maybe black has something to do with that scene too because that's when she breaks off the marriage negotiations with Anjou and when she tells. Um, Dudley, that you know, screw you, dude. Yeah. So she's kind of like, mm, and Jeanette. we all decided Kate Blanchett for president. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I really like about that gown, in addition, is it, black and high. My God, they were black gowns. <laughs> um, but it, it reemphasizes one thing I love about Elizabethan 16th century clothing: uh, is the the sleeve. It shows how the sleeves are separate. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you read in so many accounts that the sleeves were considered a separate part of the wardrobe. They were made separately. They were given to people separately. You switched
2: them out and wore them, them with different dresses and bodices they, and skirts. They were,
0: they, and, this, and the black and white combination was really popular, too. And so, you know, these Those were her
1: colors, actually. Elizabeth's colors black, black and, white? and white. Yeah, they I were did her personal colors. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah.
2: The other thing, too. Excuse me. I just burnt. <laughs> <laughs> it's officially pink drink time. Yay! Um <laughs> Is the the jet beating? Oh yeah, which is
1: actually seems kind of very Victorian. Jet but actually did have some symb- oh. symbolic, um, you know, it was symbolic in the Elizabethan time too for oh, purity or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I I, 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 oh, when I first so saw that too, yeah. I was like, is that? It's, you, uh, it's but I looked it, it, it was used. It, in, yeah. it was used though. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and so, yeah, the bodice mm-hmm. has a lot of jet on it as well. So I just, and then she has freaking awesome crown. Can I just say yeah, something yeah.
1: about, about your dress, Tristan? Yeah. Um, it's interesting to note that this actually, mm-hmm. this, this dress got recycled in part in the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Tudors.
0: Yes, I heard about With that. With the
1: horror, and you can see the sleeves are not attached to the bodice because no. in the Tudors, they're off the shoulders and down oh, the actress's elbows. Oh, God. It's like one of the most poorly fitted costumes ever. Ever uh, Yeah,
0: I think I saw a picture it's is it on, a, it's, it's on an extra or is it it's not not on a main main character. No, no, no. It's not on Boleyn. L- no yeah. way. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it seems
2: Which like is the just tutors, they itself. just went out and like got any costume yeah, they could and it slapped it. In on and of somebody. itself
1: it's just ironic oh, or God. you know, I don't even care. That's know. true. It's yeah, I'm wearing I'm
0: dead. My and I'm wearing clothes. my daughter's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which yeah. would have been the totally whatever, okay, yeah, right. yeah, confusing. Totally okay. wrong period. Well, we know it all,
1: they the cloth the clothing from Elizabeth must have gone into stock at some point. Okay, I think yes, I think out.
0: maybe the picture I saw was it just kind of uh-huh. a bat in the back, so I thought right. it was no, like a crowd scene or something. No, no, not the, to that. Damn. <laughs> there's a couple. Of, there's a
2: couple of specific costumes uh-huh. that I want to mention. Um, the first is uh, I've already said the coronation gown. The second is the dress she wears on the barge when there's an assassination attempt. She's flirting with Dudley, mm-hmm. um, and somebody else gets you know shot with an arrow, whatever. Just because I like the 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 whole look of that costume very much references the rainbow portrait of Elizabeth which is one of the many portraits of her just the sort of the hair um, and the look Um, and she's kind of wearing a similar kind of hair and look in your black and white dress and then the one that I love um, is the gray dress that she wears at the very end when she confronts Dudley when the whole plot is coming out Um, and there's so much about it that's beautiful first off the fabric is just gorgeous And there's a couple of different layers going on and it's got the sort of the standing collar, which I think is and there's there's a couple different sort of layers of collar going on, which is really pretty. It's got that sort of that on furrow stitched back stitched down pleating in the back, which while not being accurate is very pretty. And she just has this this great little hat. What do you call that kind of hat a hat? It's a a pin.
1: It's yeah, a pipkin. Okay. Oh, that's sweet. Actually, it would have been it would have been pipkin, pipkin if it were smaller, definitely. Okay. But yeah, the it's, it's an Italian bonnet. It's pipkin's badalian. a better name, so yeah, we'll call cute. it that. It's but cute cute
2: it's it's an amazing. It's it's a beautiful, mm. uh, beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful Yeah. Now, are there any costumes that made you go what, yes? What I the fuck? Say, yeah. Wtf time? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, go ahead, please. Okay, there's one she actually wears twice. It's this kind of white gown. And uh, she wears it the first time when she's uh, telling off Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. The um, first time she's telling off. Another 18th century. Type gown. totally actually yeah. it really to me says 1880s when oh. they kind of brought back a little oh. bit of the it, okay no it's the truly Victorian <laughs> 1880s tea gown it is. Yes. What oh, it's, I which it's I have a, yeah and with a Watteau back and this but is what it's, it's is it yeah. white or very it's, or it's like it's silver silvery, it's a silvery and white. it's a very brocade. it's brocade very ornate beautiful yeah. ornate it's, it's, brocade, it's, ornate. it's, it's gorgeous it's gown. one of the last don't me wrong it's very fitted and very narrow skirt right yeah very narrow it's very fitted. It has this beautiful, beautiful fabric. Yes. It has this really rich stuff going on. Kind of raised embroidery. Yeah, yeah. That, that screams not eighteen or not sixteenth century to me. It says like you know, pretty much any other century. And then the back has a wa- it's Watteau. If she yeah. when she turns around and walks <laughs> back, you're like, hello sackback. You know, yeah. it's like, okay. Actually, there's a couple of gowns that I, have that sack that, backs. Yeah. but that one yeah. and oh, and she has bindis. They're really pretty. They are really Indian pretty, but they're big Indian bendies on her forehead. Yeah. Like a row of them, which I've done. I, I love that. But then that. again, Indian
1: director, reinterpreting yeah, sure. 16th century. I mean, it right. okay. makes sense in that it, context.
0: It's <laughs> very pretty. I really like it. I would totally wear it. Love it to pieces. <laughs> but it does not say 16th century to me right. at all.
2: For me, it's the, um, I, I like the dress. I think it's fine. The, the, one of the opening scenes where she's dancing with her. That was my dress. Oh, we can share it. We can share it. The ladies in waiting. I don't mind the dress, actually. I got to think of another one. It's a, it's a blue, (laughs) kind of teal blue dress. It's the first one Uh, you see her in. And she's dancing with her ladies. And then she's dancing with Robert, blah, blah, blah. And she, it's the big pink sash. And of yeah, course, it's yeah. the big pink Sasha that you can look at all these giggling girls and know immediately which one's the princess. But hello, why didn't we just put a pink hennin on her and a big, you know, <laughs> a birthday princess crown and yeah. call it it's done? It's like a butt bow for your. It shoulders. is. It's a butt yeah. bow. <laughs> Seriously,
0: it's pretty. But but it's I mean, not. isn't the fact that she's Kate Blanchett enough? Yes. Yeah, and redheaded and all those stunning. sorts of things. Yes. And you know, the camera's yeah. focusing on her. Right. No. Hello? Apparently, we're idiots and we need
2: the big pink princess bow to figure it out.
1: Dude. Yeah, I really want to know what the symbol is of that, that was supposed to be because the, you know for me it's there seems to has to be an explanation there <laughs> has to be an explanation for why do you stick a shoulder bow but then you see later on in the film there's a couple of the yeah, other ladies in waiting that all have it on but, the, but it's not pink match. those there's aren't pink dresses see they, only they princesses get pink that's yeah. that's a good point oh, thank you only not. princesses get
2: pink. which we know because we've been to the princess lunch at Disneyland exactly wearing tiaras
1: we have been yes, we, yes. I wasn't she like, oh. she's
0: too goth I suck yeah she Tristan does. wasn't there. <laughs> but um, um, any other egregious? I would say okay. For me, or, for me, I think they really
1: they really focus. Since we've discussed the ones that you know kind of irritate me the most already, <laughs> um, there was some issues that I had. With Robert Dudley's outfit. Share your issues. <laughs> Consider
2: this your therapy.
1: <gasps> my therapy. We bitched about him no. enough. No, we need
2: to We're come back haters. around to it.
0: We're just Josephine We could just haters. talk
2: about Christopher Eccleston. I think my favorite costume was Christopher Eccleston wearing nothing. Okay, well yes, that was a good one. That was one. nice. Um, his,
0: his naked ass. Wow. Pumping.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was some good action right there. I really agree. Um, however. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. No costume is no uh, costume. That's a rule. Damn. Sorry. I'm. I'm really. I'm. Yeah. I'm really kind of thinking that, that. That. For me, the the stuff that they had Dudley prancing around in just did not. Patently work on he was the actor wearing like vests with no he sleeves was in one so, scene. So 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 miscast. So I mean, it's I have a quote right here that says he was miscast in 1998. That said, he was the one flaw in this movie. Ergo, ergo, yes, that he is really not my favorite person. Uh, but I think I think it's really interesting that. There was some- <laughs> there was something about the way he was being costumed. It was like they yeah. were they were not they acknowledging were... the fact that his body type was just not meant for this at all. And it I don't know what Ew. they were thinking. It's like they, they, they yeah. couldn't have flattered him less. And that's
2: what's too yeah. bad because yeah, that's... I mean my my quibbles with the mm-hmm. cat with his performances and the script, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is the script, of course, what they gave him to do, which okay. was right. sulk and wine. Yeah. Um But they could have
0: flattered him more. That's true. I mean, you can always make up for a body to Mm -hmm. some extent with shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. (laughs) The one thing I might say,
2: if I'm trying to think, okay, what were they thinking? Is that Christopher Eccleston, who's the big bad guy, Duke of Norfolk, Mm -hmm. who's very bulky and ominous. And I remember reading an interview or something with him, or maybe it's on the behind the scenes thing where he talks about how he didn't actually really get to do anything ominous. So they included lots of shots of him walking around, looking very ominous. Okay, but so maybe they're trying to contrast that with Dudley who's sweeter who's and softer and more
0: emotional right he's, he's a, a lover, lover not, not, not a fighter so maybe that's it on the behind the scenes too one of i don't know if it's the writer or if it, if it was him somebody said that you know the problem that with the dudley character is that he was the in this court of flattery he was mm-hmm. the only one that truly loved elizabeth as a person and truly oh. loved her and he wasn't flattering and he wasn't just writing these Freaking poems and blah 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 blah. I don't know if I and, buy that. Well, <laughs> that's what they were going for in the script. I know. So I know, yeah, in the script's script, okay, but that uh, he, okay. So whatever. I, I mean, I'm not. It's not like I'm a big Fines fan here or anything. It's just I don't think he was that bad. I think he worked out fine enough for that. I, I think I don't know. I just object to his body type. <laughs> I want. I want. She the... objects. <laughs> he did have, have some really nice double epilots. Yeah. In that white whitish. Well that pale, was that was definitely uh, like, that was that the was one literal, literal doublet,
1: That was the one literal recreation they did from the portrait of Robert Dudley, the real famous yeah, yeah, portrait yeah. Of that one. And uh And he even had the little Van Dyke beard. Yes he did. And, that, and they, yeah. that was really nice that they finally buttoned his freaking goblet yes. <laughs> up. What is with the I'm running around with my chest exposed because Which I just so fine. So
2: inappropriate <laughs> in a formal court. We have to remember this is a formal yeah. environment It's all yeah. based on Looking like, but he's the lover. No, I know he's the right. lover,
1: not the fighter. And right. he's such a sex pot, you know. Ugh. I just gag me with this man. Yeah. I'm
2: sorry, just oh god, fine. we've we've gone for valley girl references.
0: Well, you know, I know. Oh my god, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um. All oh, right. So, any anything else about the costumes? Uh, I think we've talked about our favorite ones. I really have to say, ones, I really definitely. have to say, one of my favorite costumes was actually
1: the uh, the dress that was being worn by the Duc d'Anjou in Oh, oh yeah, drag. yeah, I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was very much an interesting interpretation on uh, late sixteenth century costume. In fact, it reminded me a lot of something that I've done myself, <laughs> which we will not talk about. But uh, I loved that the fact that it was a, a sheer black kind of uh, yeah. chiffon overgown over this very odd, I, you know, almost looked <laughs> like underwear from behind. When he turns around, you kind of yeah. see like the wheel farthingale in the back of his corset being laced up, and
0: I just <laughs> thought he was fabulous. That's- I really really liked it. But what were some of those people wearing when they oh, were in yeah. their states of undress? I did really pay scene. attention to that. There was this guy with this random strap across his chest and and this it's and 16th this 16th century bondage gear. Yeah, like, basically. This is, is bondage
2: a go go 16th it was century just style. just so right
0: weird and yeah. not attractive I think I mean... we we should
2: note the the dress that that um, Elizabeth wears in the final scene where she's become a virgin oh, yes um yes, yes. and uh, which I have well, to make a really foot I have to make a footnote which is of course that she started wearing makeup and wigs and all those things because her own hair was falling out and her own looks were going yeah. but of course you know we're making an artistic what? choice here to do all of that but that dress was fabulous. I think it was the most historically accurate thing in the movie. the The makeup was fabulous. Yeah. the The wig was fabulous. I mean, hot damn! Thumbs yeah. up for that. Yeah, it's that's...
1: actually based on this one dress, and I'm trying to remember now what the heck it was. We are now
2: consulting Queen Elizabeth's wardrobe online. <laughs> yes. We'll get to that. Reference be, material handy. Good, good segue. I want to just him. kind of throw yeah. that
1: out there, but it actually that that final gown was more or less a silhouette. Um, yeah, which? It's not a literal copy. It's not the. Uh, which portrait is it? Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Find it. We'll move on, yeah. and we'll tell you when we find it. I'll come it. back to it. Um,
0: Just continue. I'm trying to think. Is there any? No. I. Yeah, I can't remember which one it was either. But um, you know the one I'm talking yeah. about. I'm sure you everyone listening you probably knows the all one know. I'm talking so about. you're filling yeah. in for us, right? <laughs> if now. you're listening besides, to this, you know you couldn't see the picture that she's going to show you. That's anyway. true. You know, I could give you the name, right. so okay. it's okay. Um, although this is uh, kind of a, a good kind of uh, you know wrapping up about the movie itself. Um, one thing that that. Um,
1: I found
0: uh, one one oh we found it already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one.
1: the, oh. the Welbeck or Wanstead portrait of Queen Elizabeth I, attributed to Marcus Gearhart's. I probably pronounced that completely incorrectly. Right. The Elder, circa 1580 to 1585, private collection.
2: So yeah. much later, of yeah. course, in yeah. this era, yeah. but Definitely. still, we'll take what we can get. Yeah. And it had the bows. Yeah, yeah. The it's bows actually on, it's actually not kind of of
1: exactly a literal copy of it, but it's very much the silhouette. And the, this one, it's it's kind of a mm. sprigged. And, and the name. bows
2: look like the Armada portrait, yeah. although, of right. course, it was all white as right. opposed to the pink You know, maybe they just looked
1: at this page in Queen Elizabeth's wardrobe. <laughs> <Yeah, she was laughs> like, Both are on the same page. We'll throw it all together. One
0: thing that Kendra alluded to is that, you know, that, of course, is a bit Quite a bit later, and this this movie is pretty much just the first five years of Elizabeth's reign, and then Golden Age picks it up way later. So it's kind of you know again that playing fast and loose with hist- history, the you know cafeteria style. and So you know she's she's kind of come into her own in, in the reign, and then boom, we're this icon now. Yeah. Well, no, and we're making a conscious choice. Yeah. To yeah. We, we become, decided we're right. this icon, and to me. Actually, having <laughs> that he came back and had a second movie, uh, I kind of felt like, dude, but you closed off the first one really nicely.
1: That's mm-hmm. a good end. Yeah. So, I probably didn't think he was going to be able to make the second one. I kind of get that impression. It took him yeah. almost 10 years to make the second yeah, one. Yeah, anyway, and
0: I kind so. of I kind I, I don't need this. I mean, I'll yeah. go see the second one, don't get me wrong. I mean, Clive Owen. I would no, 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 the no, second no. one. I want to say, you'll Climb get my Owen, 10, bucks, I want to say,
1: Cate Blanchett and Armor had yeah. me. <laughs> they
0: but, but. Not. Story-wise, I yes. didn't feel he needed another movie. I didn't need another movie myself. I'll go see it. Don't, I'll probably buy the DVD. I mean, come on. I'm mean. I'm going to do that. Um, but I just didn't feel the need for another movie. We may have another movie. We have another movie, obviously. We'll probably have another podcast. Okay. Any last thoughts on the movie before we move on to resources?
1: Christopher Eccleston. Hot. He's cute. I like him. <laughs> Kendra had a crush on every boy in this movie. I did. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's yeah. sitting there watching, and she's like, I like him and him, and I want some of that. Yeah. I want all e- Except it
0: sounded more X-rated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was
1: kind of the, uh, the yeah. sweetened version of it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, my final thoughts on this movie, I've, I've changed my mind about it. Um, after being a hater for so long, I think I actually... Don't be a hater. I, I had to be a hater, and now I've arrived at the point where I can realize that my hate was based entirely on my own prejudices as a moviegoer and an amateur historian. Hence the really retarded accent I'm using right now.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh my god. Oh my god. Like, oh my god. I'm so glad you've, like, come to the love and seen the light. Hi, you know we're drinking pink drinks right oh now, right? God. Totally. Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, actually I think that it, it was a really, really uh, entertaining now. I actually, I actually felt entertained. And I think that that's a step
0: forward for me.
1: <laughs> the,
2: the, it, progress.
1: That's
0: all we can ask for it's is progress. progress.
2: Yes. For me, I have a lot of issues with the movie, but they're all outweighed by the amazing, amazing talent and look of Kate Blanchett in that role, and uh, it outweighs everything for me. And Christopher? <laughs> no, not even that. Oh, I
0: think he's It out. helps. He's a bonus. Yeah. I'm, I feel like the movie kind of. Uh, when it came out, and and every time I I see it again, it's it's re it re inspires me, re inspires my love of 16th century fashion and and costume because I originally fell in love with the 16th century and history in general in the 1970s watching the PBS BBC Masterpiece Theater, uh, Linda R. Jackson, with Linda Jackson, <laughs> and. Um, that totally sucked me in as a kid, and and this movie kind of resucked me in because it had that that feel, that that look and feel, you know, 100 percent accuracy, no, but no, hardly, but it really it had the feel and the taste, kind of, you know, it had that, and, and you know, a lot more than like just your generic Ren fair, which, and I don't mean to knock Ren fairs, I'm you know proud past participant and all that, but um it it really had that lushness and you know the fabrics and the detail and the textures um that really just you know sucked me in and so that's why I keep I I keep popping it in the D V D player and kinda of clicking around and seeing some scenes go, Ooh pretty oh, yeah. 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 and I get a Jones, you know, I get oh. <laughs> You know. So it's my one of my pieces of costume porn, so it, you know, I'm thumbs up. Um so let's uh, jump into some resources. Who wants to go first? I'll start. All right, start it's my experts. era.
1: I own this era, everybody. I'm showing. she'll <laughs> share. <laughs> I'm okay with sharing. Um, I brought for uh, for our resources, um, Queen Elizabeth's Wardrobe Unlocked by Janet Arnold. This is the 16th century costuming bible. Um, well, I should say English fashion primarily um, basically this masterwork <laughs> costs a lot of money um, so it is something she's that blessed. she's the only one of us here that <laughs> <Right. laughs> I bought it when it was like 70 bucks somewhere I can't even remember where it was but I uh, uh, amazon.com or something ten years ago um, basically it is 376 pages of pure unmitigated 16th century porn um, <laughs> And, well, of course, it's specifically really. the specifics
2: of Queen Elizabeth's wardrobe. Yes. What she actually you, owned and wore and all of that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and, of course, includes a lot of other and, information as well. Yes. And it is um, it is something that um, I think no person who is, is really passionate about the 16th century should live without. Um, it is of course extremely okay, expensive. Stop. So it is, it, yeah, Sarah and I are making
2: please Santa Claus faces or excuse me.
1: I know, I know this is something that I see people giving gifts at like weddings and stuff <laughs> like that because it's, it's literally about $250 right now if you mm. check amazon.com. Um, but, uh, it, you know, every page you turn to it's, it's photos of, of extant they're not extant garments, I should say some some extant garments, but mostly it's primary sources. Um, this whole thing is just research filled with primary resor- primary sources of uh, people talking contempor- contemporary people talking about the uh, fashion wardrobe accounts um, commentary from Joe Schmo in the street to the highest ambassadors at, at elizabeth's court um, you know about the fashion that was was of the uh, the reign of elizabeth basically fifteen fifty eight to sixteen o three um it is something that yeah if you can get your hands on it is so worth the money and um, i i suggest at least checking it out from the library if nothing else so that is my resource and also i'd like to throw out that um if you want a good how-to book on um where to begin pattern-wise with the 16th century uh, Ninja michaela and jane malcolm davies have just released the tudor Tailor. many people have bought it it is an excellent resource um, And, uh, and it gives you really good patterns, um, basic, uh, construction for a lot of these Henrican and Elizabethan gowns that, uh, many of which you see very similar types of gowns in Elizabeth.
2: And what's nice about it, I think, is that it's one of the first Mm -hmm. I've seen that actually has actual researched, um, information on middle and lower class dresses because there's the Janet Arnold... Patterns of fashion, which is great for upper mm-hmm. class fashion, but I don't think there's been a lot of great research and how to mm-hmm. advice for middle and lower class.
1: Yeah, and uh, and also there's a lot of extremely solid um, primary research in right. there. So I mean, that's it's something it's a it's a several steps up from the the previous generation of costuming, 16th century costume clothing, which we will not discuss. I'll,
0: I'll third the, <laughs> the Tudor tailor because it's I've actually managed to make to scale up patterns for it, which for me is like shocking and amazing. And it was useful, and I could do it. Mm -hmm. And it has, um, it has the basics as well as actual gowns and stuff. I mean, it has you know farthingale and stuff like that. I've made the farthingale. Yeah, we both made farthingale. Yeah, very good. That's right. Um, That's the one thing I scaled up. I was like, oh, I can do this. It really works out well. (laughs) Um, And you know, I think it has it has a does it have a pair of bodies? I think it has like Mm -hmm. one or two. Actually,
1: it has it has the Elizabeth Um, or the FT corset and the Munich.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and it has several gowns and it has men's clothing. It it has I think a trunk hose. I mean it has some really it has stuff that you can make a full wardrobe from. A well researched wardrobe, uh, yeah. And you know, and, and basic stuff. I mean like simple simple but, looking, you know. I mean But also not basic stuff. But and things the basic the wardrobe building blocks. Yes. So mm-hmm. if you want a good place to start, you know, that's like gonna get you going.
1: Definitely, Tudor Taylor, yeah. Nina McKellar, and yeah.
0: Jane Malcolm Davies, but you don't have to take our word for it. Okay, um, so I'm going to recommend uh, a couple of biographies. First is um, the Elizabeth Weir biography, The Life of Elizabeth I. Elizabeth Weir? I said Alison Weir is what I meant to say. <laughs> um, this is a, a good, um, very accessible biography of Elizabeth I. If you're interested in her life, you know, you, you got to know the details. Um, the one shortcoming I found about this one uh, is that it doesn't really cover before her reign. Um, There's a previous book to it
2: called Children of Henry VIII. She has a whole series that starts with the six, six wives, wives of Henry right. VIII and then a book called The Children of Henry the 8th which covers Edward, Mary and Elizabeth up to her accession and then the life of him, of Elizabeth the 1st takes over from right. her coronation or accession um, or whatever. But
0: it's it's definitely very good. You get you get a lot of this stuff about her and Dudley actually. So if you if you really want to know what actually happened, what they were kind of, you know, what their ins and outs were, um, this is really pretty in depth about that, and, and it quotes from a lot of primary sources, and so that's um, really useful. And another one, which is a little more off the beaten track here, and a little up my, one of my personal alleys, um, is called Elizabeth and Mary: Cousins, Rivals, Queens by Jane Dunn. I actually haven't finished it; I'm about halfway through. Um, but the first half is is about um, the childhood and, and early, you know, early young young womanhood of both Queen Elizabeth I and Mary, Queen of Scots. And um, the Elizabeth portion is very well researched because, of course, there's a lot of lot of information about Elizabeth's whole life, really. And what I found really fascinating was there was a lot of information about her tutors and what they taught her and what she studied as a tutors young Tutors with a T, not a D. Yes, yes, ha, ha, thank you. And I'm probably slurring because of the drink. Um, yeah. And it was an interesting comparison, really, to uh, Mary uh, because uh, there's first off, there's not much information about Mary's youth um, in France. And if you want to, say, go into Elizabeth the Golden Age and actually have some information some actual genuine historical information about what their conflict was you might want to read up a little bit about what happened why the two were in conflict <clears throat> um and and i like always seeing getting more information about you know the youths of of people i mean what what were they raised and what was their conditions um what went into making them the people they were and, um, in this case, Elizabeth and Mary were couldn't have had more different childhoods and young womanhoods. Uh, they are such amazingly different people. And the fact that they happen to be contemporaries is just the strangest of coincidences, and that they happen to be ending up, you know, essentially rivals and and enemies in the end is just <laughs> one of those really kind of whacked out quirks of history. <laughs>
2: and if you haven't read anything about Elizabeth's youth before she, her accession to the throne, a lot of really important and really gritty stuff happened. So yeah. You, yeah. I think it really helps to contextualize what Definitely. she does
0: Definitely. later. And then there's one uh, link that I'll, that I'll put up on our website. Um, it's actually from the uh, Southern California Renaissance Fairs, uh, Queen's Court. Um, they have in their galleries scans of a ton of of Elizabethan both um, 16th century English, Spanish, Italian portraits. They're not very well documented. It doesn't say which ones they are all the time, but there's just a lot of great stuff to see.
2: But if anyone's listening, throw a few dates, a few names yeah. Boys, yes, you can always add please, please. us. Please. <laughs> we will um, love you.
0: But in until or if ever <clears throat> a certain site such as <clears throat>, tutor-portraits.org ever comes back. .com I, uh, it's or, I thought it was org. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> It hasn't come back. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, and this, this one um, by the Queen's Court has a lot of the same images mm-hmm. at large, they're large scans which is really nice so if you want to if you can't get to the library, you can't <laughs> afford uh, a lot of the books or you can't get good color images at least you can see some of them online. So those are the resources I recommend
2: and my resource is to go far afield because uh, my interest is more in italian 16th century costumes so if you like the look of the the florentine style particularly on all the ladies-in-waiting um, in the movie elizabeth i recommend the book moda a frenzi which means fashion in florence and i don't have the book in front of me so i can't give you the author or the full title but i'll put it on our live journal website um and it is an amazing amazing book it's kind of like queen elizabeth's wardrobe unlocked except it's for eleanor of toledo who was the duchess right of um of florence and she was pretty much the style setter for that era and or for that city in um mid um 16th century florence and it
0: really goes super unfortunately the recording had a bit of a technical problem at that moment and we re- we lost some of the uh, resources information but we'll make sure to post the complete information at our website frockflix.livejournal.com And that's all we want to really wrap up this recording with. Just to remind you to go to our website and uh, join in the conversation. Let us know what you thought of this episode or the previous episode. Give us ideas for future episodes. And we want to leave you with uh, one question. What is your favorite Queen Elizabeth on screen, either TV or movies? Post your ideas and uh, we'll post ours. So uh, please visit again, frockflix.livejournal.com. You don't need to be a member of of LiveJournal in order to comment or, or post. And we'll see you next month with another movie. Thanks a lot.